0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I'm so glad you could come. This is going to be such an exciting day. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will.
0: Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page 1 with Lavar and Mary. On Blog Talk Radio.
2: Talk, Talk Radio Nation, it is Friday night, we are live from coast to coast, and as you heard, uh, we're here, we're back, um, technical Woo! difficulties last week withstanding, and I hate that because would you have such a good and interesting show, only to have it messed up, <laughs> out of your control, but that's what happens, and we're grateful, thankful that we are back with you. I am LeVar. And, of course, as always, I am joined by my good friend, Mary. How are you this evening? I am doing better than you are at this point, at least (laughs) technology-wise. I'm actually going to do something rare tonight. If anyone is listening at some point, I am actually going to be kind. God bless it. And open up the phone lines. Um, Haven't done it in a while. Unfortunately, some people messed up that opportunity. Uh, but <laughs> they
0: were in timeout.
2: Yeah, big time timeout. And it may go back that way again if this does not go well. But we'll open it up, 563 999 3779, if you are out there listening tonight. But we are going to open up the phone lines. But uh, of course, with all things, uh, we will have our own topics tonight. Some things left over from last week, some things from this week. Um, actually, you know what? What was weird was right now, right before this show started, I was actually looking at something that a friend of mine posted, uh, a good friend of the show, Albert Powell, uh, who is part of PLM family now, and he actually had posted something about albums that turned 50 years old this year. And I think every time I see lists like that or I see stuff like that, it makes me feel like, even though I'm not 50, I'm oh. not in range, yeah, but it makes me feel even more 50. So it's like bands such as like the Beatles' Let It Be album turns 50. Uh, Black Sabbath, uh, their Black Sabbath album turns 50. Um, also, uh, David Bowie's album, The Man Who Sold the World, turns 50 this year. Uh, albums like Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, The Doors, Elton John, his debut album turns 50 this year, uh, Eric Clapton's debut album, uh, also American Woman from the Guess Who, Jimi Hendrix's album, uh, John Lennon, the Plastic uh, Ono Band, that turns 50, Joni Mitchell's album, Led Zeppelin three, Miles Davis, Bitches Brew turns 50 this year, <laughs> so if you're a jazz fan. <laughs> Uh, and Van Morrison and Rolling Stones, they all have albums turning 50 this year. That's insane. Um,
0: yeah, Bitches Brew was my first jazz album, actually. Really? I got it on vinyl. Yeah, I have it on vinyl. Hmm. And I did say that out loud. Those sm- those youngins out there, this this big record No, <laughs> but you know
2: what? I don't come back, though. yes walmart and target have been selling vinyl albums and it's kind of made its return and i've seen quite a few in the stores it's kind of like a couple of years ago it really started that retro return last few years you haven't seen as many but i have seen albums being sold in the stores which is kind of cool you know i know growing up you know we had the 45s and the the long play albums and you were just afraid of getting like scratches on it and then you cleaned it and then you had all this different stuff for it. And it's kind of like CDs. It's like everything you were afraid of getting scratches, but now that doesn't really happen because it downloads. But yeah. Oh, so, yeah, really? I did not know that. What other albums do you yeah, have, pretty Tell?
0: Nice. Uh, I mean, we're talking vinyl right now. Um, gosh, I, I, I'd have to go looking. They're in boxes. But that was my first jazz. Um, I did have a Carol King album. I did have their Clapton album. Um, there was one for a Christian group. oh well, it was black and white, and I can't remember the front of it saving grace Faithful grace, something grace, something grace um so there's yeah I had a, a couple and then like my dad had albums, so we were listening to Boston Journey um ed or Ted Nugent, I was going to say Ed for some reason, Ted Nugent, um, it was, we were all over the place, so.
2: Wow, yeah. oh, look at you. Uh, one week we'll really? have to talk about uh, albums and music. Uh, I'm trying to, one of these weeks, I swear to you, you know, the only bad part about things that have been going on right now is that and it's been brewing in the back of my mind is that, you know, everything has been affected some way or another by COVID-19. And I'm trying to get together a show, well, not counting next week's show, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I'm trying to get together a show in which it is totally COVID-free and nothing has nothing to do with what's going on right now, kind of like a respite. I don't know if we could do a couple of weeks where we don't do it, uh um, you know, there used to be shows that put a ban on certain things. And if you remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, where I think it was Morning Joe on MSNBC, they had a total ban on talking about, I think it was Paris Hilton. And the one morning, I think that had to talk about her. Uh, I think Mika Brzezinski pretty much was just, like, disgusted. And I think she actually got up and walked off. Because, um, yeah, I mean, you can only talk about things so much that, you know, to an effect, but it's kind of like, unfortunately, every story has a tie in with it because of it, due to that. Um, unfortunately, our first story tonight, uh, I wish uh, it's kind of almost it's sad, but I'm almost wishing it was COVID, but, really, but it is not. Um, but the story that kind of shocked me, uh, and I know everyone will have some type of uh, comment on, was about Netflix and what's going on with them, and Netflix. Mm. If you have not had a chance to see it, uh, the first time I had heard of it was when a friend had posted something from a father who uh, was alerted to it, and he. And I thought it was a joke, uh, and I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping this isn't true, but unfortunately, it was, and it kind of caught fire here over the last couple of days. And Netflix actually apologized after thousands called for uh, to remove the film that they say, quote, sexualizes young girls. Uh, They issued an apology yesterday after thousands signed a petition demanding the immediate removal of the controversial French film Cuties from the streaming platform. The movie in about an 11-year-old who who rebels against her family and joins a, quote, free-spirited dance crew is accused in the online campaign of sexualizing young girls, quote, for the viewing pleasure of pedophiles. Originally titled Minone's, uh that's my French uh, accent here. The project premiered earlier this year at the Sundance Film Festival where it won a jury award for directing. On social media people are calling Netflix poster for the movie, which pictures its four preteen stars posing in costumes, bearing their legs, and middress, disgusting, upsetting, and sick. Netflix has apologized for its promotional materials, but there are no plans to scrap the film, which is set to debut globally on September 9th. And in a statement on Thursday morning, they said, we're deeply sorry for the inappropriate artwork that we use for the movie. Uh, it was not okay, nor was it representative of this French film which won an award at Sundance. We've now updated the pictures and description. Uh, the original plot summary for it, preserved via screenshot in the petition, introduced 11-year-old Amy who, quote, becomes fascinated with a twerking dance crew and starts to explore her femininity. Uh, the Change.org campaign to delete the title had amassed more than 49,000 signatures as of Thursday, and the apology did not go over well. Uh, the director has also uh, talked about it, and it's based in part of her own childhood experiences, and she said this isn't a health and safety ad. This is most of all an uncompromising portrait of an 11-year-old plunged in a world that imposes a series of dictates on her. Uh, I, last night, I because some people had taken took the original photo off or had edited it. Some places still had it. I sent it over to you uh, in advance. And I about... Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. And I was like, no. You know, not only was the writing for, the the write-up for it bad, the whole thing was just awful and stunk. Um, I'll talk more about it, but I wanted to get your feedback on it. Oh,
0: well my first reaction to hearing it was just shock, not shock and awe, just shock. It was, it it angered me and it was, what are people thinking? Like it's one thing and they changed actually, I think they changed the description for the Netflix too. They changed the description. So it has nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up what the Netflix one was, um, but it was the whole, like the girl about twerking or what have you. Um, When we, um, after we talked last night about it, I went and talked to a friend of mine who has a young girl. Uh, her daughter is six or seven. And I said, what would you think if she was 11 and this came up? You could see fire shooting out of her eyeballs. And, and that's just basically it. It's the same kind of issue that I was going to have with it, which is n- no, no. It's one thing to, to love dance. And I'm not saying that there's dance competitions where they do wear clothes that I don't necessarily like, but I understand why they're wearing it. There's a totally different one when it's put on film in a, such a way that it's, it, it's insane. It's just it's awful. But, yeah, they changed it from um, to what you said the uh, description was about twerking. It mm-hmm. now says, 11-year-old Amy starts to rebel against her conservative family traditions when she becomes fascinated with a free-spirited dance crew. This it's movie, not much better.
2: I, yeah, I, I think it would have flew under the radar, and people wouldn't even have been talking about it if it wasn't for the fact that they not only changed the wording, but that picture that they used for the movie.
0: Well, I, timing on top of that. Yeah, with everything and I'm going looking on at right this, now, like, and I'm so like... like the children and- and children and like human trafficking is getting a lot of attention right now. This is just not the right time for it.
2: No, and think about. I don't and, think it's the
0: right time for it ever. But
2: no, and think about. It. For those of you who haven't seen it, I'm not going to post it on our website. But think about uh, if you remember Christina Aguilera's uh, video for "Dirty" and like some mm-hmm. of the poses that they use. Think of that on young girls that they use to discipline. That pretty much is about as close to it as it gets. And Mm -hmm. at first, I think I was thinking, I was like, how did this get greenlit? This is what the movie is about. And and this is what – I don't know who at Netflix thought it was, like, good to change not only that, but to change the picture for it. And I'm like, who who greenlit that? And who thought that that was okay? You know, a lot of businesses, you know, especially, you know, in times like this, it gets really, really – The word I want to use, it gets really sensitive when we're talking about kids and when we're talking about something that is on the verge of anything that's racial. And I don't know if these companies have, like, uh, committees that actually, and I know they have, like, hundreds on thousands of shows and movies that they have to push out there. But common sense would have been like, yeah, that's a little racy. Yeah, this isn't like this would be like oh let's put it out there people will like it and no one's gonna say anything. No. So. I'm still
0: (sighs) shaking my head at it. It's insane. It's if the person was 16, still not great, but Mm -mm. closer. You know what I'm saying? Like the age Mm -hmm. is wrong. The the description was wrong the poster was all sorts of wrong. And it was like, okay, if it was an 11-year-old gets really into, into a dance troupe and wants to compete, that's different. Okay, I'm still of the, I am, oh, oh I am, I, and maybe I'm old school, but anytime I see dance competitions where there are children, and I'm talking, I'm not talking teenagers, I'm talking kids, preteens, the tweens, whatever you want to call them, young teenagers, so 13, 14-year-olds, doing dances that I was doing at a club at 21 to attract a guy, not cool. I'm not saying I'm much better. I was in dance myself, and we did some stuff that we probably shouldn't have done, but I am not comfortable with it, and I never was. There's no reason that you can – like, I'm sorry, there's dance out there that is beautiful and wonderful and expressive, and it's still modern and high energy and all of those things, and you don't need to be over there bumping your butt in my face. don't need to see it.
2: And and what's bad now is that in this era of TikTok, in this era of, like, doing these dance challenge videos or doing whatever – it's really gone off the rails because you now have these kids uh, doing these dances online. And it's, you know, it shouldn't be done. And I don't know how parents think that it's cute or it's okay because it's not. And sadly in an era in which You know, especially there's online predators. You know, it was bad back in the day when you had the person in the van who was following kids to school, but now you have an even dangerous ghost in online predators. It's not cute, and it's movies like this that don't help process. And I don't know, like I said, it was from France. It it didn't originate in the U.S., you know, and I know they're going to tout the fact that it won an award and a jury looked at it. But I really don't know I just think it's all around bad to have the focus of it. Why couldn't it be uh, I' I'd much rather, like you said I'd much rather it almost even though it would have made it better. I'd almost rather it had been like a 16 year old an eleven year old though you know I know they were shooting for a coming of age story, but I don't think that having your subject, especially you know the best coming-of-age story for somebody around that age was probably my girl. It didn't require twerking. It didn't require, you know, uh, you know doing things in a sexual nature. I mean, I think as close as it got raising I think it was when she tried out makeup for the first time. But it was like, it, that's coming-of-age. I don't think we need to do something with twerking, you know, with minors to get a point across.
0: And they could still do 11 with dance and coming of age. It doesn't have to be sexualized. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't have to be sexualized. It doesn't have to be twerking. It doesn't have to be booty shorts. It doesn't have to be, do see what I'm wearing? Like, there's plenty of things that you can do that don't have to be. Don't put, and I feel bad for the actresses as well, because that's putting them right in the in the spotlight of people that are predators. They're going to be out there going, oh yeah. And now what? Now they're going to be creepy people going onto their social profiles. God, I hope their parents are really on top of that. Right. That's there's so many other things on the outside of it, not just the film. And the film might be great. It might be wonderful. It might be heart touching. It might be it might be wrenching. It might be like, oh yeah, let's you know, and all of the things. It might be have all the feels and might be great. I'm not going to even say
2: anything about the film at this point. It might be. Nothing well, changes. This is there. where it's dangerous is that you have people out there who, like you said, social media, and now the fact that you have these hidden, you know, predators, you know, watching mm-hmm. these things. You know, I recall back in the day when they, they used, they used to have – And they have their grip on reality. Yeah, and and it used to be websites with people with clocks and countdowns to win certain – celebrities turned 18. I mean, I think I recall that with Britney Spears or Lindsay Lohan and people who, you know, couldn't wait till they turned 18 because there was the promise of probably like seeing some things that they couldn't see before. And it's just like, really? And I was like, this is why a lot of celebrities have issues, especially uh, child celebrities or especially young ladies have issues growing up in front of the camera and being a celebrity in Hollywood at that age is because there's a lot of, you know, lecherous people out there who look at them grown because they're doing quote, you know, a grown-up job in Hollywood. And the fact that, you know, you're putting it, you're literally like putting out there something that doesn't have to air. And like you said, could be tastefully done. And, you know, like I said, it's, I can't say what other foreign countries do. I don't know anyone over in France who would have thought. And I, that's weird. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. And I don't. And I'm interested to see what people in France thought about this movie um, or how it was presented to them or if they thought the same thing that we as Americans are thinking. Um, I don't know. Um, quite shocking. But I don't know. But there's a lot of people, too, now that Netflix has no plans to not show the movie, who are threatening to cancel their Netflix account. Um, you have Netflix, I am to assume. Would you cancel your Netflix account?
0: If this keeps going forward, absolutely. They've got some time. They've got a couple of weeks before it goes up. But if this keeps going, yeah, that's something that I've actually started looking at alternatives for. Um, I have other streaming services that I can use, and if it's something that I absolutely, absolutely need, I'll buy it. Mm. So it, it's not the only streaming service out there. I don't want to. I do enjoy Netflix. They do have a nicer variety, but they're not my only source of entertainment.
2: Wow. Mm. We'll definitely keep an eye on it, and uh, if there's any other news that comes from that, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. Um story that I had last week that I wanted to uh, get to this week because we weren't here, uh, I saw a posting, uh, which was actually a very interesting thing. And, of course, with Hollywood, it's sad. Hollywood, you know, if there's one thing that sometimes is the norm and there's also divorces, uh... really expensive divorces and one of them could be happening in regards to comedian tracy morgan and uh... someone had posted that his wife is allegedly asking the judge to give her half of the ninety million dollar settlement that he received from walmart following his near-fatal limousine crash in twenty fourteen the fifty one-year-old comedian and his thirty three-year-old wife are calling it quits after five years of marriage She's, uh, she's also seeking sole ownership, sole ownership of their $14 million mansion in New Jersey. The question here, does she deserve half? Now this brought up a lot of people who were saying, really half of a settlement for something that he nearly died from? That's kind of asking a bit much. And a lot of people are saying that they don't think that she should get half of a settlement from something that was a fatal, almost a near fatal incident to him, and that she should probably look more towards earnings instead. I'm going to ask you, does she deserve half?
0: No, I don't think so.
2: Was she in the car? I don't remember if she was in the car. No, she wasn't. It was just him.
0: Yeah, so no. No, then definitely no. Uh, I am a divorcee. It's been a long time, but that's okay. Uh, I have no problem saying that out loud. Uh, But what it comes down to, when you are with a person and they are your spouse, when it comes down to thinking about your life together, that is not something that she was part of. That was not something that she had to deal with. That is not something that she should have access to. Um, especially in something like this large settlement. If you're going to say that you want half of that, then I'm sorry, that residence needs to be split in half. Like, if you're going to go for, well, I want half that settlement. Fine. If we're going to do half that settlement, then everything's in half. Everything. Mm -hmm. That includes any eyelashes that you get, any boob jobs you've done, you got to pay those back and we're going to cut that in half. You know, I, I know that's It's petty, but that's what ends up happening in divorces. People get petty. If you're going to be going after that. Does she deserve it? No. I don't think she deserves the house. I really don't. Like, what did she contribute to the house? Other than a pretty face. (laughs) Like, she contributed a pretty face to the house at that point. Like, there's a lot of, does she deserve, no. No. Here's
2: my thing. I, I, I am more or less the person that states that, during the time of the marriage, anything that is earned in way of like workable earnings, because yes, as the spouse, you are supportive of your spouse and you are there uh, anything, yeah, there should be a percentage or half or what have you that uh as far as the house, the sole ownership of the house, no. I mean, what gives you right to have so ownership of the house off of something that he's worked so hard for? I can understand if the judge was like, hey, if you're going to sell the house, then, yeah, give her some money out of that, you know, because it's a house you guys shared. Now, as for that $90 million that he got, no. <laughs> Why should he give money from something that he had to go through to hell and back for, you know, in regards to his injuries and to his suffering only to give half? No. Because it's not a workable order. I mean, this is something that he didn't ask for. You know? I don't think he should have to. I think it should be probably left up to him if he wants to, but no. I don't know. Anything else, by law, however you have it, do it. But the $90 million? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Um Sorry, that's not going to happen. Um, in other entertainment news, something from last week that we want to catch up on because it seems that uh, you know a movie that's a favorite of both you and I um, had something added to it. Uh, Blazing Saddles is currently streaming on HBO Max, along with a new introduction that automatically plays before the Mel Brooks classic begins. Uh, it's unsure exactly. Uh, when the intro was added to the 1974 comedy classic starring the late Cleveland Little and the late Gene Wilder, but it was sometime after the film premiered on the streaming service in July. The intro was added to ensure that the film was put into the proper social context, an HBO Max spokeswoman told The Hollywood Reporter. The situation is similar to that of Gone with the Wind, which was pulled from HBO Max not long after the streaming service was introduced due to outcry over its outdated and racist story and themes. Uh, of course, the 1939 war classic. Uh, It returned in June with additional context and a disclaimer attached. Um, A little bit more than three minutes long, the intro puts the bigotry and racist language in context, and the host says, as the storyline implies, the issue of race is front and center in Blazing Saddles, and racist language and attitudes pervade the film. But those attitudes are espoused by characters who are portrayed here as explicitly small-minded, ignorant bigots. The real and much more enlightened perspective is provided by the main characters, played by Cleveland Little and Gene Wilder. Uh, and they also go on to talk about how Richard Pryor was under consideration for the lead role, but Warner Brothers refused due to his substance abuse issues and controversial stand-up routines, but he's credited as a screenwriter. Wrote most, and if you don't know about that, wrote most of the scenes uh, for some of the characters. And... Is it? (laughs) This movie has been out for over forty years. Yes. I think you know where I'm about to go with this. I once, and I told, I told Mary the story before. Uh, WGN here in Chicago, when I was growing up in the '80s, used to always have a nightly movie every every weeknight, and uh, we have on tape and it is still somewhere within my possession, a copy of Blazing Saddles that aired on WGN that night at 7 o'clock, uh, unedited, along with the words and everything else that's in it. A few years ago, I saw it come on uh, Turner Classic Movies, and they had blanked out pretty much everything. And I sat there with my jaw dropped because I was like, well, that's a part of the movie, you know? And I I don't think that us as adults, even at this point now, do we really need uh, some type of warning at the beginning of this film, a film that's been around for uh, years? Do we really need one?
0: Are you asking me seriously? Because the answer I'm going to give is not a very serious answer. My answer is not very serious. I'm just, my answer I'm, is the Karens do. The, <laughs> the the ladies that have to, that have. oh, my gosh, that's just so awful. How dare you use language like that? I just don't understand. My gosh. Those girls. Those Let's get one thing straight.
2: The Karens probably do. use that language, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> but, yes. um, but I... I I, it's it's kind of like the warning on a cup of hot coffee. Do we really need it when we know that it's already hot? Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, well,
0: apparently it's, we did. They made the cello awards for a reason.
2: I mean, what the heck is going to happen when movies years from now, uh, what was it, the, uh, De- Jago Unchained with Jamie Foxx? What the heck is going to happen when that comes out on uh, a movie streaming service? <laughs> you know, I, right. No, I you agree know, with you.
0: I agree with you. Even in Pulp Fiction, there's a scene. Oh God, Pulp Fiction. That's going to be a bad there, one too. There's a
2: scene where um, what's the name of the person who directed it? Um, I can see his face. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. He even says the N word to certain part of the scene. That shocked me years ago when I saw it. I was like, he get away with that? He's the director. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could. And I was like, so what's gonna we know. And it was like this movie is not new. Everyone's pretty much seen Blazing Saddles. The unedited version. One of the funniest movies ever. And we need a warning about the language that was used in it. It's kind of like too little, too late. If it's a newer movie, I get it. But older movies, I don't even get it on a newer
0: movie. People should not go into a movie expecting it to not be – I'm sorry. If a movie is R-rated or – Now, granted, Blazing Saddles, what is... didn't they change the rating on that one?
2: Yeah, I think so far, they it was a
0: PG-13 at one point, and
2: mm-hmm. then they
0: changed it. So Blazing Saddles, I'll give them the, a little bit of that like sideways mm-hmm. because they changed the rating on it. But I'm sorry. If you've got a rating of R or above, even some of our PG-13 movies I don't agree with – you really should be able to make the decision of like if you're going to get offended, like do the research ahead of time. What is this movie going to be about? And then, uh, granted, you're not going to know every word of every scene. And if you get offended by it, then you'd be like, hey, I'm not going to watch your movies anymore. And just remember which is, you know director or production house or whatever, and use your dollars that way.
2: Well, here's the point: if you're Blazing gonna get-
0: Saddles, <laughs> I love Blazing Saddles. I'm sorry. I quote the scene where she's up on stage and I sing that stupid song all the stinking tired, all the time. At work, I'm tired. I say it all the time. I can't do it right now. But you know what I'm saying. I love that movie. I think it's hilarious. But I also understand, I watch that movie as an entertainment thing. Yes, the people that are bigoted and the people that are using the language that are awful, they're also the stupid people, which people that use that language are stupid people. But I'm smart enough to know that they're the stupid people. The main characters bring that to focus and like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what it is. This is what racism is. This is what stereotyping is. This is what you think it is. When the, I'm sorry, when they're in line, he goes, where are the white women at? Come on. <laughs> no, that's what people think the KKK does. That's or, what black people did back then. Or what the KKK thought black people did back then.
2: Like, well, people are
0: brains. Use your
2: brains. You bring up an interesting point, though, because you know if people are offended. But the thing is, is that every movie, in some way, is going to offend you. I don't care how mm-hmm. probably it, you, buy, you know light it, because you might. You know, there was a funny thing. Uh, I bring up a friend's reference, but when Joey went to go take his dry cleaning back to this dry cleaner, who was Russian, and the dry cleaner was like, "No." I don't want to take you directly because of the way you, uh, you know, because uh, he's like, well, what's the movie about? When he told him what the new movie was about, he's like, no. He's like, I don't like the way that you portray Russian people. And then he's like, well, he's like, what about this movie or this movie? And he's like, uh, yeah, he didn't make a really good point. But it's kind of like it's every movie is going to offend someone of something at some point. And that's the point. And if you're easily offended, don't go to the movies. I've got news for you. You're going to be offended by something when you go, but yes. I think it it just baffled my mind that Blazing Saddles, even all these years later, there was a need to. It's not like you know, even kids growing up, I don't think that they would get if they watched it for the first time. Now, has your daughter ever seen Blazing Saddles?
0: Yes, she actually rolled her eyes at all the all the everything i was seen yet. She rolled her eyes at, it and she's like, "Really, seriously." And I'm like it's a western, and she's like, oh, and then she walked away. It was the end of it. She was like, well, she may have been offended. I can't tell you if she was or wasn't, but she didn't take it to heart. She didn't sit there and go, oh my god, my mom's racist.
2: <laughs> she so says
0: that about me in other places of my life, not because of Blazing Saddles. So yeah, she seen it. She rolled her eyes. She goes, it's not that funny. I'm like, I think it's hilarious. But, yeah, oh, it's, so, yes, it's
2: he has to. There he is. I love Blazing Saddles. And I, I was just shocked that we felt the need, even at this late time, to um, put a warning on Blazing Saddles. Wow. hmm Here you go. Um, Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: What's funny is I could see the scene.
2: I love it. <laughs> I got to love it. Anyway. (laughs) So, like I said, we've had a lot of things from last week and this week. Um, (laughs) And one of the other things that I was going to bring up uh, that we didn't get a chance to talk about, and it still seems to be a sore issue, is what's going on currently with – the NCAA and its decision uh, by at least almost all of the conferences, some are still hanging on for dear life, not to play football. You know what? I don't even have a scorecard to this anymore because there are some conferences that are saying that they're going going to play. There are some conferences that aren't going to play. There are some conferences that aren't going to totally play at all. And the NCAA is telling the ones that do decide to go out there because they can't stop it. If they want to play, they can't stop them. And the ones that want to play want to have like it's kind of like they want to have a you know a national champion without everybody else, which is impossible, and it wouldn't even get recognized. I've lost track. And I know today here in Chicago at Big Ten headquarters, there was a little bit of a uh, a powwow of parents and uh, student athletes, and uh, even though the offices were closed, uh, it wasn't really a protest. They just stood out there and expressed their displeasure at not being able to play. But I'm at a point right now where – I don't know why other conferences are trying to hold on to something. I give them credit. They want to be out there and have something for the people to, and I get it, athletes train, they work hard for this moment and they want to play. They're not afraid to go out there and to, uh, even in a pandemic, to go and play. Uh, For a lot of them, it's their livelihoods. I get that. But as I was Talking to Mary here, I said, you know, one of the things that with the NCAA, just as what's coming up with football, what you're seeing in sports like hockey and basketball is that they're in, quote, bubbles right now, which is why you don't have an outbreak of cases. Everyone has been living on a campus, uh, everyone is there, and there's stringent policies towards checking everybody. Those seasons have been able to go forward. With baseball, what you're seeing right now, because they're still kind of out there, if you've seen teams such as the Marlins, as the Cardinals, and now the Mets, who have been affected, not be able to play, and it's pretty much, in essence, jacking up the schedule. With questions now on how do you place a playoff team if one of these teams still has a decent record but not enough games under their belt, Granted, the Cardinals are making it up with double headers every day. But in football, there is no such thing as maybe playing a double header or a makeup because the schedule is so intricate that you can't really, there's no room for it. So what happens with football? And does the NCAA just say at this point, hey, please just cancel it until spring? We'll see what's going on then, and you guys can play? You know we'll start in maybe like march um, end in May, and we'll have all the bowl games in May or have it over like maybe the Memorial Day holiday going into you know like a couple of weeks, something like that i don't I don't do they go forward or do they just stop right now?
0: i I don't know, and the problem that like I would love to see football don't get me wrong. That is, one of the, that is one of my sports. That is one thing that I look forward to when baseball has drugged me down during the summer. And this year, I missed out on one of the good series because the Cubs couldn't play the Cardinals because the Cardinals got COVID. So I even missed out on a good series. So I'm really done with baseball right now and I want my football. Do not get me wrong. I don't know that they should have it though. It's just So hard to be able to do that, and I'm just waiting for one of those college athletes to get COVID, take it home to their parents over a weekend on the bye week, and then all of a sudden that school is sued. Are they covered? Are they? Are they? You know what I'm saying? Like, do they have that um, liability? Um, waiver basically for that I don't know if
2: it would go under the same liability that they have medically for other things right now I would think that
0: but like in Nevada we don't have any kind of liability waiver for any of our schools which is why um, at least at least K through 12 for sure and then the um, state-run colleges so uh, the ones that are private colleges they don't fall under the same kind of mandates, those so secondary education, post-secondary, mm-hmm. um, but they're not covered by any kind of liability waiver. So if one of the students get it and they go and they, and they end up dying, that's something that could come back at the school, which is making a lot of decisions for the schools in Nevada. Um, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen, but I'm saying that's something that's a possibility. And it's really hard it's a hard call between having that balance of being alive and being a human being and feeling like you're not getting bogged down by this stretching out of everything and taking that safety precaution. It's a very hard balance to, to strike. And I get it. I get that they're having trouble with it. And it's hard to let go of that as well.
2: Wow. Yeah, it's like I said, I know the hard work that they put in, and I think that's another reason why they're just so gung-ho about playing this. And a lot are saying, hey, there's a bigger risk if we just go home of getting it instead of being around the team. I was like, well, I can kind of blow a hole in that theory because you guys are still kind of around campus and around other people. You're not in a situation that basketball and hockey is in, you know? And right now you are hearing about on these college campuses of campuses that opened up and now have had to quickly shut back down due to an outbreak of COVID. So I was like, so your whole argument of, hey, we're on campus, we're here playing football, so there's no way we can go and get COVID because we're all around each other. Well, yeah, if once everybody gets there and you're around these people, yes, there's a higher probability than you just being at home. So... I don't – I know uh, that was uh, the take from a few of the athletes, but I think that one's kind of like – that excuse has a few holes in it. Uh, The danger Mm -hmm. lies – and, you know, you're seeing it now with all of these universities. Like I said, I think Notre Dame had an issue the other day. where they pretty much had it today. (laughs) Now we're seeing, you know – Uh, this issue happened again, schools, high schools that have opened back Mm -hmm. up in the state of Georgia where they've had huge outbreaks. There was actually one, uh, there was a story uh, in Oklahoma, and I'm pulling it up now. This came out last week. Uh, School officials in Oklahoma say that a student knowingly attended classes, uh, knowingly, with the coronavirus, on the first day of school, thinking that it was safe to do so because she was asymptomatic, uh, the student at Westmore High School in Moore, just south of Oklahoma City, was under the understanding that since they were asymptomatic, they did not need to quarantine for the full 14-day period. Uh, the Moore Public School District did not respond to requests for a comment by phone or email. It said in a letter to parents that school nurses have completed tracing within the school to identify students and staff who may have been exposed to the virus through close contact. Uh, The student was identified following an anonymous tip on Thursday, the first day of classes. The child's parents told the school that they had miscalculated the end of their child's quarantine and thought it was safe to go to school. So just think of anyone else that, quote, miscalculate, um going, and this is college, and they're around players, or at a party, and I think some NCAA institutions said, hey, don't even go out partying. Um, Have mm-hmm. made it pretty much um, I think some places were threatening to cut or uh, suspend them. If you go out party. So that's why I was like. Football is going to be really hard to do. And you're in front of, you know, you're on that line with other people, you know, and if you're being tackled, close contact, I don't know how this gets pulled. And I, I want this to succeed in the worst way. Because when we get after the NBA and NHL seasons and baseball's over in the fall, there's going to be nothing in the fall and winter
0: uh, mm-hmm.
2: for a while. And mm-hmm. I really want this to succeed. But the thing is is that I don't know how. And right now I'm sitting here like, I don't even know if the NFL gets off to a start by week two or three if, heaven forbid, we have something happen. How do you rectify that? Because one team missing is going to affect the entire league. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no,
0: I'm I'm 100% with you. As much as I, and like I said, I, football is my sport. I want football. I love games. I love tailgating. I want it to work. I want football. I just don't know that it can happen. Not safely. It can happen if you want to just disregard everything. And I'm not saying that you have to, like, you know, close yourself in a closet or anything. But to do it safely, it, it, I don't see it happening. I just don't. I don't see it happening.
2: Well, uh we are definitely gonna keep an eye on that. Uh before I get to the final couple of stories here for the night, uh actually I have a caller. Um uh, Woohoo Have a couple of minutes. I'll actually take said call. And if this works correctly for me, caller, you're on the line. How are you? And where are you calling from? What's your name?
1: Well, it's Pianki. How you doing?
2: Hey. Long time no hear. How are you?
1: You guys only had... Uh, you're in Chicago, right?
2: I am in Chicago. Uh, Mary is out in Vegas.
1: There's, uh, according to Chicago Sun Times, 1,393 people shot, 221 murdered in 89 days as of yesterday.
2: I would probably go on that. Uh, yeah, that's that's quite a bit.
1: I've been Maybe keeping more. track.
2: Yeah, every, it, it.
1: every day I go to the paper. Mm-hmm. But on the uh, school, my grandson attended LSU, mm-hmm. and they're going to have physical classes. Matter of fact, I just asked him the question. <laughs> he's texting <laughs> me the answers now, but uh, he's got some classes on. Uh, that's going to be physical. Then you're going to have some that's going to be online.
2: Some are going to be a hybrid. Uh, being at LSU, and I know that's a big, huge football school. Uh, how does he feel about the probability of football this year?
1: Well, my grandson plays for the baseball team, but well, he's kind of sad that uh, that got screwed up. But yeah. you know, some teams, some uh, leagues are playing baseball. Uh, little leagues, as say us. I'm right in St. Louis now, and I know out in Jefferson County that they have baseball going on. And then you have—I've uh, passed by one uh, Matthew Dickey Boys and Girls Club, and they have some football practice going on with you know the, with the little kids. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess it's hit and miss. Is what you do have. You think,
2: so, do you think football should probably start it up this year, or should they wait until the spring?
1: Well, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I really don't know. But, you know, think about this. If you don't have any college football, who's going to be drafted into the NFL? That's the,
2: that's another good question. And I, I was like, it's kind of almost like right now with the NBA. You see everything is getting kind of pushed further back, especially with uh, – Drafting and with the NHL and with drafting and everything is going to be starting at a later date. I don't know how it goes, and that and that's the one big. And I know that's why the college football players are concerned because that pushes back their money making ability until a far later date. And with the NFL starting on time this year, and college football, if it doesn't, then that's a kind of a huge gamble. Uh, I don't well,
1: know. You, well, you know, you look at the college football like the LSU. Well, the revenue from football, in particular, pays scholarships for other sports. Yeah. And uh, to a lesser extent, basketball. But that football stadium looks like a mountain when you drive up to it. And it's huge. So I don't know what to say. It's going to be very interesting.
2: Yeah, it will Uh, be an interesting time.
1: Now, there are schools that are open physically in the area. And then some are trying to figure out what to do. Me, myself, I think it should be left up to the parents. Uh, I just read where a Swedish epidemiologist said that masks are dangerous. (laughs) Then you hear some others say that it's not. I think Fauci made the statement that it's okay to wear masks to go vote physically. So uh, I know one thing. People are afraid. Is all get outdoors, uh, and I think that's because of the education system we have here in the states. Uh, you know, I was coming up through school; we learned these things. As a matter of fact, I might have told you before. I don't know, but I remember we used to have measles parties, and uh, you know, parents would bring all the kids over to one person, one child's house that had the measles, where all of them could, you know, acquire it and get over it. So,
2: uh, I know they've had COVID parties already So it's, it's happening Again, what's old is new again Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: and you know here's the thing too The human genome has been exposed To what, over 320 340 trillion viruses In its existence And we are in contact With those little Creatures all day long Every day in our lives And uh, the human uh, Human being has Done pretty well for the length of time that it's been here on Earth, and I think that it knows how to handle things, and I think it will do well if uh, you know people let it do its thing.
2: Well, it's something that we'll definitely see, especially with an upcoming uh fall flu season and then the threat of uh, another breakout of this. And like I said, it's all—it's pretty much just a, a wait and see. <laughs> so. But
1: you know now. Some parts of the world is already in their winter season. Uh mm-hmm. down in South Africa, down in the southern hemisphere, it's winter time there. Uh in New Zealand. I talk to a guy every Sunday, it's winter time there. And they're not experiencing any uh, thing out of the usual than what they have already during uh you know, summer when it was March for us, it was summertime for them. March and spring. So, let's see what happened. I don't think I can say. Now, I tell you one thing: this is going to put some awareness. Is that people need to maintain their body health, uh, all the things that go along with the prevention. Uh, people need to get back into the mode of eating healthy, exercising, and not indulging in those things. They compromise your immune system, thus compromising your health. What do you think?
2: Uh, You know what? There's a lot to that because if you notice, and I'm pretty sure Mary can jump in here, is that with a lot of people, uh, the ones who have been really sick or who have had the most issues have been people who have had underlying health issues. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being healthy and Eating healthy uh, They say it won't hurt you So, and you know, One out, more hey.
1: thing When you look at The number of cases The percentage of cases to death In the United States and the world They're about the same It's about 3% 3.5-4% And I think that's pretty good That's including all the countries in the world Compared to the United States So uh, where People say that we're not doing the things necessary, well, that's like saying that the rest of the world is not doing anything uh, that's necess- uh, doing things necessary either. I think we're doing a good job. But like I said before, there's a lot that could be done better, especially along the lines of people being healthier than what we presently are.
2: Well, anyway, thank
1: you for your service.
2: No problem. Appreciate the call and appreciate you listening in. Take care.
1: Sure. Bye-bye
2: yeah, so, I mean, it's it's pretty much a thing where I think it's going to be, it's, as with anything, it's a wait-and-see approach. There's nothing wrong with eating healthy. My grandmother used to say that. Actually, I looked up something <laughs> that was going to be one of the stories I was going to talk about with how Hollywood Brown bulked up 23 pounds in two months just to get healthy to play for uh, football here uh, for the Ravens. You'll have to actually look that up and what he ate. It's It's an amazing thing where he – pretty much had to, uh, he couldn't down his normal 20 pieces of nuggets and a McDouble cheeseburger and a sweet tea in one sitting. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> right. You had a 4,000-calorie no, diet. And, and,
0: and he's right. I mean, it's, it's not just about eating healthy. It's not just about being healthy. It's also about remembering to be hygienic, yes. um, washing your hands. Everybody's become too reliant on, Well, oh, we have hand sanitizers. That only helps in the short term. Like I'm not saying don't use it. Please do. Hand um, is great, and I am coining that. So if you steal it, that it was mine first. Um, but yeah, no, it's great to have. But the, you shouldn't rely on that. Good old-fashioned hot hot water and soap, people. Like <laughs> it's amazing when you go to the bathroom, wash your hands afterwards. Don't touch your face. People are dirty. People are just dirty, and they mm-hmm. need to. And this has brought it to light. Like, hi! Don't touch your face. Look at that; it's amazing. You don't get sick. So, well, you know it.
2: I, when I you agree. Have to now Living healthy,
0: person. being healthy.
2: Right. And I was gonna say, you know, it's sad when they now have to put up signs specifically in the bathroom for people to wash their hands.
0: <laughs> Which is funny because there's si- those signs. There's signs in the bathroom, and uh, I, okay, as part of my job, I notice things. Um, there were signs in the, there were signs in many bathrooms that said, "Employees, wash your hands after using." Why does it have to only be employees?
2: Right. <laughs> I always
0: wondered why it said, "Please wash your hands." Like employees, please wash your. Hands. Why did it have to just be employees? It should be everybody. I'm like, don't touch stuff. Don't. What are you doing? I I'm I'm a germophobe. That's part of my job, though. So I was always before this all happened, I didn't touch things. I didn't wear pens. I didn't like if somebody touched my stuff it was wiped down. I'd had hand san-, san hand sanitizer with me. I had soap with me. There like things were I'm already doing those things. Like the mask and the face coverings is a new one, but everything else was basically already being done. People well, are gross.
2: Yeah, no, I I know. I see it. I can see it myself. People I are gross. It. I see it. So it's, it's insane. Uh, but the clock on the wall is telling us that we're running out of time a little bit. Did you have any shout-outs this week? Uh,
0: I don't have a shout-out, but I do want to bring up an issue. Um, one of the things that I did want to talk about last week that we didn't get a chance to was um, the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, if you are feeling like you, and it's tough. People are, are dealing with a lot of things right now, and it's crazy, and There are a lot of emotions out there that people aren't holding on to or they are holding on to and they shouldn't be. Um, Please, please, please reach out. Um, Go online. There are ways that you can chat online. There are ways that you can do it um, just quickly through the phone, Um, texting. You don't even have to talk to a specific person, but there is somebody there. Please reach out. There are people that care about you, and Suicide is not, it might be an answer for you in your mind right now, and I know how few people get to that point, but it's not an answer for the people that are around you. It leaves a bigger mess fund than itself. So please, 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 if you're feeling that way, people care.
2: Indeed. I, I echo that, and I echo my dear friend's sentiment there. So definitely just utilize the resources that are in uh, a programming note for all of you. Next Friday night, uh, you can join Mary and I here on Blog Talk Radio at an earlier time. We'll be back here next Friday night, one hour earlier, at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central Time. Our guest on page one will be the adult star and certified sex ed, sex coach, D. siren. Uh, she'll be discussing relationships so during the pandemic. So, yes, so don't miss it next Friday night, page one, Earlier schedule, one hour earlier at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. And uh, for that, uh, my dear friend, good night out in Las Vegas, the City of Lights. <laughs> it's definitely not New York. And since <laughs> yeah, It's definitely not New York, but for all of you in the meantime, uh, thanks so much again for listening. Um, good luck. Have a great week. Be well. We'll see you here next Friday. Good night. Bye. Bye.
0: listening to page one don't forget to get the latest show info
1: on twitter at news comment btr and add us as a podcast on apple